Hi, this is Rebecca Cooksey with School Buzz, and today I have with me, I have Kaylin David from New Vista Middle School, and we're going to talk about the role of ASB. So, what is ASB, and who can participate in that? ASB stands for Associated Student Body, and it's actually a formal organization that's national. It goes all the way from elementary level all the way to college level. Um, a lot of people don't know that there's an ASB at the community college level, and you can be a part of that. So um, it is a formal organization, and it's really about student voice, and it, it's a formal way for students to have a voice in what happens at school, what happens in their education, and its other role is to empower students with their rights, because there are bills of student rights. Now, is this mainly for middle school in our district, or do elementary schools have them also? Different elementary schools do different things. Sometimes it's run as a club. We're fortunate enough to count it as an elective, so we get a lot more time and a lot more um, manpower, per se. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it can be done at the elementary level. Now, do kids get to pick that elective, or are they selected for that elective? That's a great question. I think in the past, people were placed into that class, but we've tried to formalize it because we do want this to be an organization where student voice is representative of the school we envision. So we don't want to just let anyone in and be a representative because some students aren't representatives of their peers. Right. And and not that we don't want to or teach everyone those things. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so um, we do have an uh, interview process and we've really even upped the game this year. This year students had to fill out an application on Google Forms. And then after that, they were called in for interviews, which oh, the, wow. uh, yeah, which the, uh, the current ASB students held the interviews. They came up with the interview questions. Mm -hmm. They came up with a grading rubric to make sure it was fair. And they calibrated the mean out over three raters for every single student that interviewed. Then the students who passed interviews um, had to perform community service. They were provisionally accepted because okay. we're really about servant leadership. We don't want it to be a members only club. Mm -hmm. So just to even pass the second round of interviews, they had to perform community service on campus and get it signed off and rated by a staff member. Um, so they've been working really hard, plugging into a lot of different places, and that will be the final step. That's great. That So kids really have to be kind of committed to the process. Exactly. It's not just, oh, I want a cool t-shirt. I want to have special opportunities. Those things are icing on the cake. But really what we're here for is to be representatives. And we're not representing ourselves. That's what I tell the kids. You are a part of the student body, but you're never acting like the, I'm making this choice for myself or my preferences. I'm making it because it's going to benefit the student body or a certain group of uh, students on campus. Well, and it's not only about the glory because there's a lot of work, you know, if you put on dances and those kind of things, that's not just having the fun. That's the organization. It's a lot of planning. It's a lot of work. And the kids have found that out. They Sometimes they get a little groany when there's things they don't want to do. And I say, you should see all the things I have to do to make this class happen. And then I tell them the things that I do behind the scenes and they just look at me wide eyed. And I say, yeah, but you guys are doing that too. And I said, and that's what sets you apart. Not everyone is willing to do the work. Right. You know, we talk about the 80-20 principle, just the idea that in any organization, it's 20% of the people doing 80% of the work. I think sometimes, <laughs> like in church groups, that it's like 10% to 90%. Honestly, yeah. yeah. And I think that after the, after the pandemic, there's so many people that are burned out or just mm -hmm. they don't have the capacity to serve others. So that's what's special about this group of kids is in a really tough time in a time where they're finding themselves and discovering their own identity and their own friend groups, they're also willing to be there for others, which is really setting them apart as leaders. Yeah, that's wonderful. What activities and events does ASB attend and support? We do formally um, support pretty much every field trip that happens. It has to go through us through our meeting minutes. We have to approve it. And um, what we talk about is we approve everything as long as it's benefiting the students. 
Uh, we would never approve something that promotes hate or promotes exclusion. So we always have that conversation. And we make sure that whoever's paying for the field trip has the funding for it. Yeah. We can't approve things that don't have funding. <laughs> um, but we also, um, we do host things like dances, um, but we've really tried to be more inclusive this year. So we're focusing on um, cultural heritage events. So we had like a Black History Month event. We had some activities that centered around Hispanic Heritage Month. Um, we're looking to end the year with a couple spirit days dedicated to pride because we are at a middle school level. Mm-hmm. And throughout the year, we've also hosted um, events to highlight a lot of the activities going on on campus. So we've had three pep rallies. We held our second annual March Madness event where we do a student versus staff game and a free throw contest. That's cool. Yeah, so we we did a turkey trot and gave away free turkeys to the winners this year. And all the turkeys were donated by staff members. So we also put on the leadership conference. And that's what I was going to ask you about because Dr. Marietti kind of like threw that ball in your court, didn't he? Yeah. Organize this for the district? Dr. Marietti has been inviting all the ASB um, leaders throughout the district at the middle school level to have uh, monthly PLCs. So we go after school, log on to um, a WebEx meeting, and we we bring kids with us. And we talk about how our schools are doing, what our student needs are, and he listens directly to the students, which is it's great to have that yes. direct line to the boss, <laughs> and especially for our students to be able to feel like they have a voice and someone up there who is in charge of things cares about what matters to them. And so, yeah, around October, uh, in one of those meetings, we were talking about wanting to get together and plan together. Mm-hmm. And uh, Tracy Curtis, my principal, and I said, well, what if we did like a little conference and invited everyone? And Dr. Mary said, you plan it and I'll pay for it. And we're like, okay. <laughs> and we went from there. And of course, Alicia Casey and um, Bess were a huge part of making that happen also. And that was fun because I came over and the, the kids were having a wonderful time. Yeah. They got to talk about the LCAP goals and yeah. what was important to them and what what they saw of ways to improve the district. I was like, And they were so professional and cute. I mean, they're they're still middle schoolers, but they have really, really good ideas. They do. They're really creative. And that's what I think is really exciting about listening to them. Like who knows better what you need than yourself. And, and of course, you know, our, their generation is different than ours. They have different needs. They've experienced different things in our culture and in our world. And so I think that it's important to listen to them. They don't know everything. There's of course wisdom we need to impart upon them, but they are creative with the ways they want to see positive changes in their schools. I went to a conference once for homeless students, and one of the speakers said, nothing for us without us. And I thought, mm. that that was really powerful for me. Like, oh, I shouldn't be making all the decisions of what you need. I need to ask you what it was that, what will help you come to school more often, what will help yeah. you be successful. Yeah, and they're honest. And I think what they ask for is honestly pretty reasonable. <laughs> yeah, usually. <laughs> I know we have a lot of presumptions about teenagers, but um, honestly, they, they get a bad rap. They've done a lot of incredible work this year. They've spoken up very justly. And they they one of the big things they said they wanted for their campus was less cyberbullying. They want um, a safer campus. Mm-hmm. They want um, they want to have more events for the students and they want to celebrate more. Those are really reasonable things to ask for. They're very reasonable and, and, yeah. and very timely because it may not be something that we realize that they're dealing with. Yeah. You know? So this year your students and others around the district have been working on a new dress code. Tell me about that process. Yeah, um, it started about a year ago. It actually started with the equity team. We had a couple students who were valedictorians over at New Vista who were felt like they were being targeted with um, the dress code. They felt like it was sexist um, and among other things <laughs> and they wanted to address it. And so we encouraged them to use their voice in the right way to speak to the right people. And so they wrote some statements and shared them at the equity team meeting. And because one of the jobs we do in equity team is look at policy review, 
uh, we decided to look at the dress code and see, is it causing harm? Is it outdated? Do, do certain parts of it need to be revised? And so we considered it. And then the next year, the students still voiced that they wanted to work on that project. So I said, well, ASB is a great way to start that. So we talked to Dr. Marietti about it. We brought that to the board meeting. And a couple days later, Dr. Marietti came to our classroom. And I was like, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh. My brand new boss is here, unannounced. (laughs) And and he said, can I talk to your kids? And I was like, sure. And so the kids sat down. They were all Mm wide-eyed. We had no idea how this was going to go. And he said, I think I heard what you were saying. And he brought in a dress code example from a different district Mm -hmm. and said, is this kind of along the lines of what you guys are looking to create? And we all just nodded like, yes, that sounds a lot like something we'd like. And so he said, okay, well, I'm going to challenge you. Come up with a philosophy, come up with a vision, come up with parameters and bring them to me and we'll take it to board. Mm -hmm. And, and, And that moment, my kids didn't realize the opportunity that was before them. Exactly. Yeah. I told him, I said, if you guys do this, I, I have never heard, I looked on the internet, I don't think there, I've ever found evidence of student leaders changing district policy. Mm-hmm. There's been district policies changed because of student actions, right. but not with direct student involvement. Mm-hmm. And I, I said, this is making history, you guys. Like, you understand what Dr. Marietti's letting you do. If you create a, a successful policy, this could create positive change for 15,000 kids in our district right? for generations to come. And so they took the work really seriously. So it, we spent about a whole quarter just reading other examples, looking at other dress codes, reading progressive policies, talking about what should be in, what is appropriate to say is not allowed at school. Then we spent another quarter drafting um, the actual language of the policy. And there are part, the administrative regulation piece really speaks to what students can physically wear. That's still under review. Mm -hmm. But the district policy itself, the biggest change you'll see is that the students don't want to be penalized or shamed. Mm -hmm. We we had the discussion that many students at our school and in our district face homelessness, are in foster care, live in poverty, and sometimes they come in what they have. And so we want kids here. Their dress is important. But it's not the most important thing about them being here. And we, and as a Capturing Kids Hearts school district, we thought, well, we want students to feel welcome when they come in the door. We don't want the first thing that they hear to be, why are you in pajamas? Yeah. Why are those slides on your feet? Mm-hmm. If it is causing an issue, address it. But we really wanted to address the punitive part of the policy. And so we, we removed that. And instead, we put in what we call corrective action. If a student isn't fitting the dress code, what can we do to supplement what they're wearing? What can we do to let the parents know what the policy does say? So it's just a lot more inclusive. It's a lot more culturally relevant. And it's a lot more, um, I don't know how to say it, but it's less punitive. And yeah. it's more its more about come as you are. Well, and I remember when I was a little girl and you were not allowed to wear shorts to school. Yeah. And I was wearing shorts at school. And I got called, called to the principal's office, and I was so, so nervous the whole way up. And then they said, no, another Rebecca. Oh, but I was like, oh thank, <laughs> it was the goodness. day of doom. Yeah. yeah. But even as a principal, I remember I would get things that would just make people crazy. Like I yeah. had this little boy that had a, a mohawk. Mm-hmm. And the vice principal was so, oh, you can't It's do a this. distraction. You can't do this. It's a distraction. I'm like, he's fine. I don't, how many yeah. kids have mohawks? Just go back to class. You're fine. Yeah. And it's, it's I know it's generational. Uh, because when I was a teacher, I always um, had my kids take off their hats. Yeah. Because that was a sign of respect for yep. me. That um, And my daughter was talking about at her school, there's a lady that really is about taking off her hat. And I said, is she my age? <laughs> yeah, she is. Like, it's it, that's the problem. Yeah. The, but the problem is, then where do you put the hat? 
Yeah. And these kids pay a lot of money for those hats. And sometimes. there's valid reasons why kids wear hats. One of the discussions our students had was, um, we live in a culture where there's cyberbullying and it's very hard to track. And the reality is, is there's not a whole lot we can do about it besides shift the culture. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to finding the students who are behind these secret accounts, finding the kids who are posting secret pictures, um, it's very hard to track down. And so that makes kids not want to come to school. Mm-hmm. It makes them not want to be in class um, because they're so afraid someone's going to permanently shame them on the internet so if a kid is wearing a hat to kind of protect themselves from that Mm -hmm. it's kind of like celebrities and the paparazzi I don't blame them yeah we have kids with social anxiety and honestly um we also had the discussion that it's a way for kids to show their personality exactly and if we reframe that you know in our minds as um, progressive educators and say hmm this kid is wearing this that tells me something about their personality, like a mohawk. Okay, uh-huh. what, are you into rock? Oh, me too. <laughs> you can get to know a kid but based on the way they appear. And, of course, for those kids who are coming in, things maybe that they we wouldn't want them to come in, in pajamas, in slides, um, we have an opportunity to make an intervention in a positive way for those kids. That can be a, a signal to a teacher and say, hey, this kid's come in the same pajama pants for three days. Instead of disciplining them, Let's see if they have the resources they need. If not, let's you know refer them to the Welcome and Wellness Center. Exactly. Let's get them hooked up with some resources in the community to get them clothes and clothing vouchers. And we've done that for so many kids at the Welcome Center. Yeah. Like shoes, clothing. We've had kids where their you know houses burned down. We get the whole family clothes. Yep. So we're willing to help, and it's true. A lot. Yeah. Not everybody has the money for these things, mm-hmm. and if they need like clean clothes or they need just a washing machine, we're going to get a washer and dryer over at Welcome and Wellness. Exactly. And just help solve the problem instead of being angry about it. Yeah. And I think that's the direction our district is trying to go is really making everyone feel respected and valued. And I think that's a piece of it. My daughter, Emily went to a school where she had to have a uniform on and that was the school policy. And she wanted me to sign this paper that said she didn't have to follow the policy. I said, no, <laughs> we wanted, we chose to go to school. You're going to wear the uniform. Right. And so then she would wear crazy socks every day. And that was ah. her little thing of kind of a little bit of a rebellion yeah. of just show who she was. So mm-hmm. I think that was a good point that you said. Yeah. And time and place, right? Like we do teach our kids. It's not that we have no standards. And I think that's kind of been a feeling from people who haven't been involved in the process is, oh, we're just lowering the standard and we're letting kids do anything they want. And realistically, kids don't want to expose their bodies. Mm -hmm. The majority of kids do not want to come to school and be exposed. They don't want to threaten others. They're pretty reasonable in what they show up in. And secondly, we don't... We don't want to police children. Yeah. We don't. And and we do want to teach them about time and place. Hey, you're going to a job interview? This is the way you might dress. Hey, you're going to an awards assembly? Oh, it's eighth grade promotion? Oh, we're going to be representing ourselves at a community event? Oh, we want to look like a unified group? Let's wear our, our matching shirts. But other than that, let's let people have the freedom to express themselves. Uh, I totally agree. Some of your students have spoken at a board meeting and let the members know about how they feel on certain issues. I think that's wonderful that they're coming to board meetings. It's so great. <laughs> but how else do you encourage social active, activism in your school? Well, the secret to getting kids to be socially active is pizza. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I actually bribe them. I'm not going to lie. They do have a community service for, um, requirement every month. And so they have to fulfill um, community service. It can be on campus or off campus. And one of the off campus options is a board meeting. I've committed to going once a month with the students and I use a district van or they can have their parents drive them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I tell them if they go speak at board, I will buy them dinner and um, usually Costco pizza or doubles. And they get really excited about that. They'll do anything for food. Yeah. <laughs> and so that is the secret to social activism. But um, they're, they're afraid. And so I always tell them, I say, be afraid and do it anyway. That's one of the quotes I use when I 
want to do something, but I'm feeling nervous or feeling imposter syndrome. And so I encourage them to use their voice, not only in formal institutions like a board meeting, because that is the way you make formal change. Mm -hmm. But I tell them social activism isn't just protesting. That's one form of it. And it's great. That's a uh, there's a time and a place to protest. But the first piece is communication, communicating your needs, communicating your wants. And so social activism is any time you're standing up for yourself, any time your voice is being heard, any time you're being seen, heard and valued as a child in an adult world that maybe doesn't always want to see you. That's activism. Activism is taking action. Well, and they get up and they're so well-spoken. It's like, you know, I can tell you've worked with them on, you know, how to address the board, (laughs) how to make your point, because, you know, sometimes we get adults at the board meeting, they're like, hmm, okay. (laughs) You know, and that's a part of the lesson for them. Sometimes I show them clips from previous board meetings. They can see what open comment looks like. And so um, a phrase I share with them was some wisdom from my grandfather, because I have a spicy mouth sometimes. (laughs) And I tell them, you can be right in the wrong voice. And you attract more flies with honey than with boo-boo. Exactly. And, and, and so, you know, they want to be validated first. So in the classroom, that's a safe space for them to say what they really feel or what they're angry about or what they're upset about. And I let them have that space. And then I say, okay, how are we going to take that and make it so that someone can hear that? Because if you come in and say this, this, and this, people are only going to hear they're being attacked. Exactly. They're a problem. And what our goal is is change. Our goal is to be heard. Our goal is to find solutions. And we can't do that if we're not working together and communicating. So it's always about communication. And that's such a great life skill to teach kids of how to get your point across because we have a lot of people in our world that don't really know. They do, they can be angry and they yeah. yell and they, you know, just, they don't know how to come in and say, these are the things I need yeah. or this is what happened. This is what I'd like to see done. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a life skill that everybody needs to have and you're teaching it in middle school. So that's yeah. wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, that's hopefully the goal is that these kids will become the future adults of our world exactly. and well, be a positive they will, change. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Can't avoid growing up. Yeah. So what are your plans this summer? Um, we're going to do a summer bridge program. Um, we did a small one last year, but just because of COVID, I think people were hesitant to come back on campus, mm-hmm. but our plan is to invite all the incoming students and some former students back and we do a couple days of just visioning. What do we want this year to look like? What kinds of events do we want to host? Mm-hmm. Um, one big goal that we have for next year is to change our reputation in the community. Okay. Um, I know a lot of people are aware of the scanner page on Facebook and a oh, lot yeah. of the, <laughs> the it, everything's negative. It's all just negative. And it's sad because our students are honestly amazing. Of course, every school has kids that, that need more and that need some pretty intense interventions. But that's the face of our school to the public. People mm-hmm. hear New Vista and they think negative and they think about kids who do bad things in the community and they don't see the fact that we have award-winning bands. Yeah. We have incredible award-winning artists. We have kids who are actors and actually go to Hollywood and are on set. Like We have some incredible superstars all over our campus and we want to let that part of our campus shine. And so our big goal next year is to make partnerships with the community around us, especially the corner markets around us, like Vallarta, Michoacana, Starbucks, Mm -hmm. and get those businesses to invest in our school and that we're investing back in them. So we want to host kind of like a small banquet for all the business owners and have the ASB students come and do community circles with them, find out what they need from our students, Mm -hmm. make videos with them, 
And we want to have a meet and greet where the kids actually take walking field trips over to the businesses and meet the owners, talk to them, put a face to a name. Because we know that when we have a relationship with people, we don't cause harm. Exactly. Intentionally, anyhow. <laughs> and so that's our big goal next year is really to have every ASB student be a representative for a community business and check in monthly with them and say, how are things going? And in return, we would like the businesses to invest in our students that we want to have student ID badges and seals that when a kid has a 4.0 or has perfect attendance or gets a ROAR um, PBIS reward, they get a little seal that they can use at community businesses and get 10% off or mm -hmm. a free ice cream or... A small, a small free drink on a Friday, something like that. Something that just shows the kids that the community cares about them and doesn't see them as a problem. And likewise, that we give back to our community. I think that's a wonderful idea because I do know that some of those been some problems at the corner um, businesses there. And to get the kids to really engage and to listen to what the they want, yeah. I think that's a great idea. You're going to fit right in with the theme <laughs> of next year because Dr. Mariotti is all about us telling our story and the yeah. positive things that are happening out there because that AV scanner, it's not always true either. They'll it's say not. that something happened and that didn't happen. And there's not the full story. Like, mm -hmm. like we think about the fact that, again, a lot of our students have really deep critical needs that aren't being met. Mm -hmm. And sometimes the kids that need the most ask for it in the loudest of ways. And so part of ASB being inclusive means meeting the needs of those kids also and inviting them in and not making them feel excluded and mentoring them. And so I think that I love the idea of telling our story because we have so many stories to tell. And, and when we hear people's stories, we see them as human and not as others. Yeah, and, and you're right. We have so many incredible students. I was at Jack Northrup the other day and they were doing a, a community fair and I had a little fourth grade girl who walked me around like, oh, she's just fabulous. Yeah. <laughs> There's so many great kids. They're the future. They're yeah. so amazing. Yeah. And, the, and I think that'll reflect back on our, our district also. Mm -hmm. We want our district to be a place people are saying good things are happening there. We want to put our kids in these schools. Well, and we know good things are happening, they but are. it's that negative that gets out because yep. we've got a lot of great things for children and um, we should be very proud of this school district. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for coming in. I Thanks appreciate for having you me. being a guest with me. <laughs>